Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. My name is Joe Holderman. And I'm Jess Holderman. And we are starting this podcast to just uh, discuss various things in our lives. We, we both have a slew of hobbies that we do both together and apart from one another. And we've had lots of our friends and, and acquaintances and colleagues ask questions about how we, we do certain things. And, and these aren't just, you know, these are fairly intricate hobbies. So we've decided to start this podcast and just talk about them and discuss how things are the way they are. Yep. You have anything to add to that? Uh, not really. Not really. Nope. Okay, so the first topic that we're going to talk about is our beekeeping. So we are beekeepers. <laughs> So excellent lo- lo- long segue there. Very short. Um, some of you may follow me on Instagram at jessh919. I post a lot of our beekeeping adventures um, on Instagram. A lot of times I'll share them to Facebook too. There's a lot more on there. Um, little short videos and my honey and you know the bees um, themselves. And so I guess we're just going to talk to you about how we got started on all of that, where it came from. Um, I personally just have always wanted to have bees, but it seemed like this big daunting task that had too many moving parts, like literally too many moving parts. Um, and it seemed like just not something you could do on a quarter of an acre in a subdivision. And I will definitely caveat that if if you have any any interest can't talk if you have any interest in getting into beekeeping uh just a a quick google search or facebook search you can find a beekeeping association or club or or something along the lines in your area and get a mentor because there is it's not hard but there are a lot of complexities that are involved in it that you know for the most part the bees take care of themselves you just it depends on what your goals are as a beekeeper um, for us, we, we're not trying to sell bees We're we're, we're not really trying to sell honey. We, we just, bees, Have bees make so much honey. <laughs> so it was kind of selling the honey became a, a necessity because otherwise we would just have more honey than we Gallons. could ever, yeah, than we could ever use on our own. And then that money goes back into right. building stuff for the hives. And so the, the. We got into beekeeping through a, a friend of ours who was also getting into beekeeping at the same time, and he was very much uh, into it. He watched hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of YouTube videos. He got into a, got a mentor who's a beekeeper who also happens to sell uh, beekeeping equipment and safety gear, which is where we got the majority of our stuff. We got all of our stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got our uh, it's uh, Guardian Beekeeping Apparel. So he well, Guardian has a website you can buy bee jackets on. I don't think you. I don't think he sells his bee boxes on there. You got to go to his house in Georgia for that. But anyway, um, so we 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 had some guidance that was very helpful when we first started. Another good resource is a book called The Backyard Beekeeper. 
I highly recommend that anyone that's interested in beekeeping get that book, read it cover to cover, and make sure that you have at least, not not necessarily an understanding, but at least a, a vague recollection of what it is that's in that book. Because, like I said, beekeeping is not hard, but there's little things you need to understand or need, need to be aware of when you're going into it. And again, that's Guardian Bee Apparel uh, is the website. Um, I don't know if he has the actual. Yeah, there it is. Visit our website, and it's Terry Chapman. And he's out, you know, local to Savannah, not super local. He's more. Clo- he's closer to Statesboro. He's in Brooklyn, but. Anyways, yeah, all his gear is on there. It's free fantastic. plug for Terry. Anyway, <laughs> his stuff's awesome, so I'm not gonna. I'm not worried about free plugs for him. So anyway, so we got a. Uh, we we bought our our bee equipment from him from Terry and then we got our bees from a a local place in Hinesville, Georgia that I can't actually remember the name of because our friend actually went and picked them up for us cuz he was going to get his bees so he had the day off from work and picked our bees up for us too um so basically you get the bees in a cardboard box that has some screens in it and it has, uh, you can get them in a couple of different ways. There's a package of bees, which is literally just a big clump of bees in a screened-in box. You can order bees on the internet now. Well, not don't <laughs> order packages of bees on the internet. We'll get to that. <laughs> anyway, so you can order packages of bees. I want to say there's probably about 10,000 to 13,000 bees in a package, roughly. Um, but it comes with... About 10,000 bees, a queen in a a queen cage, and enough syrup to basically last them a day or two while you move them and get them into a hive. So that's one way to do it. Uh, those bees will have to start from complete scratch in any hive you put them in because there's there's no frames of honey. There, there's no honeycomb frames. There's, there's nothing built up for them. They're literally going to have to, you're going to dump them in a hive and they're going to have to start building everything on their own. Those those hives generally don't produce very much in the first year because the bees spend majority of the year just prepping to make it through that first winter in order to survive, basically. Right, which is why you don't want to start right at the end of the year. Right. I was yeah. So getting to our hives. <laughs> well, hold on. There's a second way to get well besides buying a full on hive. There's a second way, which is the way we got our bees, which is a five frame nucleus colony. And basically, another beekeeper made five full, complete, drawn-out frames, which there are, you can buy boxes. Our box, our big boxes have ten frames. You can, so this has a five-frame uh, colony in it, and it already has comb, honeycomb drawn. There's already a queen in there actively laying eggs. There's nurse bees. There's uh, foragers ready to go. So when you put those bees in a hive, they have a, a good head start, um, which is why we got so much honey our first year. Because our bees, they already had a, a good, strong population to start with. We put five built frames into a 10-frame a box. Within a couple of weeks, they had drawn out the other five frames. We gave them more, more room. They filled it with honey. We took the honey, they filled more stuff with honey, and we just ended up with all the honey that we were never expecting to get because everything you read says in your first year you're not getting honey. So, yeah. So, as you can tell, Joe is the one um, 
learning all of the terminology and all of the science stuff. I mean, I know a lot of it, but this is more of a a hobby for my soul. <laughs> I just love the bees. This They're is the lady that when I'm in the bee fuzzy. yard in full full gear going through the bees, she's letting the bees crawl all over her bare hands because she thinks it's fun. They're cute and fluffy, yeah. and they're like, it's mom. <laughs> except that, yeah, anyway, so. <laughs> except that one time. Except that one time. <laughs> you tuck, well, it just got stuck in your hair. Anyway, uh, you want to talk about our hives? Kind of where we're at with our hives? As far as. How many? <laughs> um, we obviously don't have an outline planned for this one. So um, our hives currently, we have three out there. One of them is um, partially dying. I don't know what the term for that is. It's, okay, A so. A failing hive. Yeah, it's at, at some point in the last month or so, well, it's been. It's basically, been an ongoing issue. One, once it got cold, at, at some point between when it first got cold and a couple of weeks ago, the queen in in our it 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 was actually the first queen in in the nucleus colony that we got. Uh, she died. I don't know. Well, she she may not have died. She may have left. Um, that's the thing. You know, there's so many bees in there. You don't know what the heck. Well, happened. And there's a, we have a theory. Should we just talk about this hive for a minute? Yeah. So okay. So our theory with this one was um. Oh my gosh! I don't even remember what month it was. During the summer, at some point, we had like fifteen queen cells in there. Uh, uh, there was more than that. There was probably twenty, there twenty-five. Was so many. So we were like, something's going on. If they're if the hive is trying to produce another queen, um, then they're like, you know, either they're overpopulated or something's going on. My theory was that we had an old bee because we got this bee from somebody else. So we don't know how old the bee was. Right. There's no way of knowing. Um, so I was like, she's probably old. They're gonna kick her out. <laughs> Uh, but they ended up swarming, uh, which was the coolest thing ever. I'm running out there in my yoga pants and flip-flops with my bee jacket on, cover my face and everything. Uh, but there's, like, bees swarming, which um, that means that they're leaving the hive with a, a, a new queen, one of these queens that came from this 15 to 20 cells, um, survived. Well, oh, my gosh, you need to explain that part. There's so much. Okay, so <laughs> start what, over. There, there's there there can be a lot of reasons the hive swarmed. I think our hive swarmed because they had the perception that they had ran out of room, even though they hadn't. And it's kind of one of those processes that once they've decided that hey, we're swarming, they're they're gonna swarm. Um, so we had gone through and actually tried to we uh. Oh, explain what the queen cells are first. Well, that that's what, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So when we had gone through, when, when the hives decide they're going to swarm, they obviously need a new queen, and otherwise there's no eggs and the hive will die, which is kind of what's happening. What's happening currently. What's happening currently. There's no queen, so the, the hive population is just slowly dwindling. Um, so we've been just taking resources as they've been making them in, instead of dumping the bees all out. Anyway, um, again, we'll get back into that. So <laughs> when, when the hive realizes that either A, the queen, they're, they're too overpopulated, or B, their queen is not performing up to their standards or to B standards, um, they, they either replace the queen or secede the queen. Um, when they decide to, to secede the queen, they, what, they do what's called swarming. 
where the queen will take like 60% of the population of the hive and leave. Um, when that happens, sometimes, like what, what happened with us, we happened to be at our house when it happened. Our neighbor came out to tell yeah. us. Our, our neighbor actually came out and was like, your bees are swarming because there was bees, Everywhere. a cloud of bees literally from our fence line to the other end of his yard, which is probably 35 feet. And then at least from the lake to his house, which is probably 25 or 30 feet. Yeah. So it's it a good giant eighth of an acre. Yeah. And then Just at least, at least bees. as tall as the house. But they're not like they're not aggressive. They're not like, "Ma, I'm gonna sting you." They're just like looking for a safe place to yeah. land with Mama Queen. Yeah. So we got lucky, and the bees all landed on one of his bushes in his backyard, <laughs> right there. And so we just we had a an empty box, and we took the box over and a bee box. Yeah, uh, a bee box with frames in it. We took the box over and just. Plopped them down in there and let them sit that for... That video is actually on my Instagram. Yeah, the video of the bees going into their new bee box is on her Instagram. So at that point, we had two hives, even though we didn't want two hives. <laughs> uh, and then we ended up inheriting a third hive when our no, neighbor... we actually had a fourth hive, too. Well, that was... For that a very was, brief moment. We, be, part, we had a fourth hive because um, when after going through the swarm... I found two queens in the same hive. They hadn't killed. So what happens when a queen, when a new queen hatches, um, that queen will go find all the other queen cells, any, any and all queen cells, and kill them because there can only be one queen in a hive unless it, there's rare scenarios where you have mother-daughter, queen-getting-old <laughs> scenario. But that's most scenario, there's only one queen. Um, so when another queen hatches before the first hatched queen can take all the cells out, which is what happened with us, we just had so many cell queen cells in our hive, there's more than one queen in the hive. And really until they find each other, they kind of just run around. Um, neither of them are mated. They know that both of them are in there, but they got it. It's a process. Eventually, there's only one queen. So we found two queens. So instead of killing one, we tried to do, make another hive. It didn't work. Yeah, I don't think she ever got mated. I don't know that she ever laid eggs. No, no, she didn't. So the second hive. So we started with the first hive. Yeah. Second, second hive has had an unmated queen after the swarm. She went and got mated. That hive's doing awesome. Um. They'll be fine through the winter. That hive will probably be a good producer this spring of honey. The initial hive, like we said before, at some point, either in November, early December, something happened to the queen. Like I said, we don't know what happened. All I know is when I went in there, it it was cold for a while. Like you don't really want to go in your beehives when it's when it's chilly because they don't. They don't do well with <laughs> with cold. Don't appreciate that. Very it'll much. kill. Well, it'll kill them. Yeah. Um. So, we by the time we went in, it had warmed up a little bit and went in and looked at it and there was no eggs. There was no evidence that a queen was there. So she may have just died because it was cold. I, I we we really don't know, but the 
long story short is that hive is going to fail. Um, basically the, the bees will hang out and they'll keep, they just, they'll keep, uh, gathering honey. At some point, the population will be so low that they'll just, they, most of the time they'll abscond and they'll probably, they'll go try to find, uh, they'll, they'll just move to one of the other two hives that we have. Um, theoretically. More than like, or they'll just die. Bees don't live very long anyways. Meh, about six weeks-ish. They live a little longer in the winter because they stay in their hives more. But, yeah. The, the, the plus side is is that every frame in that hive is drawn, is drawn out. So any new bees we put on those frames, they don't have to make honeycomb. All they got to do is mm-hmm. fill it with stuff. So it's, it's not a complete loss, and really it's kind of <laughs> nice because to have it... Three. We wanted one hive. We wanted one hive, and we had three. <laughs> um, it takes about 25 to 30 minutes to go through one hive. In the summer, when they're really, really kicking, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to go through one hive. And you got to go through them at least every 10 days. Otherwise, you can have things like 26 queen cells in your hive. <laughs> or even when you're going through it that often, sometimes that can happen. Um but yeah, and then so we, that's our inherited hive. Yeah, we inherited a hive from our friend who lived next door and had a backyard hive, and he moved and didn't take it with him, and hasn't come and got it yet. <laughs> but his hive looks to be doing good. They it, just don't like Joe very they much. They don't like me at all. Every time I've tried to look at them, if he doesn't come get that hive, I'm killing their queen and putting a new one in there. That's not nice. That's well. Obviously, whatever queen's in there is mean. <laughs> well, no, that's that's a that's a real thing. Like if if uh, if the bees, she must be one of the hunter gatherers. Well, no, if the, if the if the bees have inbred too much, right? They, they get they get really aggressive. Yeah, I mean, a lot of animals are like that. Yeah. So, where does that put us now? So. I, I guess we can say we have two hives and some drawn out frames because yep. that's where I don't, I don't plan on buying more bees. Do you No. Buying bees? No, no, no. no. One hive is plenty. Like I said, yeah. we might buy another queen and requeen this second hive if, if our friend doesn't come take it, but that's about it. So that is so, where we are with our current bee situation. Um, I had asked on Facebook. I did a Facebook Live video. Uh, nobody's responded yet as far as that goes. So we can always add things on later on. Um, but I did post the other day a bucket full of honey, and I said one of our hives has died. We had a few questions on there. So um, Sarah says, what exactly happens when a hive dies? You want to talk about that? Well, I kind of talked about that a little bit, basically. Uh, there. So there's lots of things that can cause a hive to fail. Uh, and like I said, that's that's why I, I really recommend making sure you have a mentor because there's there's things you may not, as a new beekeeper, notice. Or even as a not new beekeeper, notice if it's something you've never seen before. Um, like I said, we don't know why our queen died. Yeah. I mean. 
And in our our end, as far as that goes, like as our bees are slowly, you know, eventually the boxes will be empty, and you don't want to leave them out there in the, the elements without anything to maintain them. Uh, yeah. Remove the honey. That's how we have all this extra honey. Yeah. So you right you want to remove the, that kind of stuff because if there's not a be a big enough bee population in the hive to protect their resources, then then you get mice and you get other insects and right. things that can spoil the honey and ruin the honeycomb, and then all that work that we're at least trying to salvage would be for for nothing. So. And she says, um, "Will other bees eventually take over the old hive?" So th- that's a that's a possibility that could happen. Um, we are going to basically reallocate those resources to other to the other two hives because the other hives are uh, not fully drawn out frames like this hive is. Um, well, I mean, you remember when we first moved them into the box? Like, you you know, they, right away, they were like, hey, guys, cool, look what we got. Like, we just, <laughs> we put the frames in the box and put the cardboard box that they came in underneath it, and they were just all, within 15 minutes or so, they were all in the big box. Yeah, they were happy. Like, they, they want that kind of stability in their hive, so they will move right in if you give them the opportunity. A um, couple other questions I had. What's with the angry bees? Kind of talked about that already. Um, do you blog about this? Uh, so, again, you know, I have my Instagram um, at JessH919. It's a public Instagram, so you can see all my bee stuff. Um, love it if you would follow me. Uh, but, yeah, I post generally if there's anything interesting or new going on with the bees. I will post stuff on there. Uh, if I have honey that's up for grabs, I'll post that on there. Um, yeah, that's all of that. Um, the swarming. We talked about the swarming. Uh, it's really cool. I don't know. If, I think I posted a Facebook Live video of the actual swarming situation because I felt. Yeah, you did because I think Terry tagged us in it when he put it on oh, his website. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. you, <laughs> you tagged him in it. Yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. It was on his website thing for ever. His... Felt like mother nature but like with bees surrounded by bees um and like i said like they're not aggressive they're not going to go after you unless you're trying to a steal their honey or b you smush one of them yeah so the the thing that gets a lot of a lot of people you know heard of uh, bee attacks and whatnot so if you're just sitting there hanging out and a bee flies up to you Honeybees, specifically. Yeah, honeybee. I'm not going to speak to the other bees. <laughs> but honeybee flies up, and you just hold still for a second, that bee is going to leave you alone. Uh, if the bee doesn't leave you alone, it's probably because you have some sort of sweet object. You know, you're probably drinking. You're just delicious. Or you're just delicious. <laughs> but basically, if you see a bee out and about, that bee is a gatherer, and that bee is looking for nectar to bring back to the hive. Or pollen. Um, that bee does Ooh, not care about you. That just reminded me of um, their bee orientation when they first oh, when from nurse when, bees. Yeah. Like I said, like I'm fascinated with the social aspect of bees. They're so they're so smart. First of all, um, oh, did you talk about the drone bees? We got to talk about the different kinds of bees. Oh, okay. So, 
So there's, um, I mean, obviously there's different kinds of bees, uh, different jobs, I guess you could call it. Well, there, there's not different, well, there are different kinds of bees. We're, we <laughs> deal with honeybees. <laughs> um, well, there's, there's even different kinds of honeybees, but that's, yeah. I'm, there's, yeah, that's, there's Italian and, and Russian and hybrids and, but anyway, so the, the different bee jobs, I guess, all the worker bees are female. Um, the nurse bees that take care of the, eggs and brood and baby bees are female the uh, guard bees are female the gathering bees are female the male bees are called drones Drones, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they can't even feed themselves they are completely useless the only thing that, well they're to to the to the hive in its structure um the and they're fat and they're fat. And they can't sting you. So if you see a male bee, just move him along. He doesn't have a stinger. He can't sting you. Anyway, um, so the male bees only exist to basically carry on the lineage of the queen. Um, because the way that... So the way that a queen happens is you have a... Queen will hatch from her queen cell, which... If you've ever seen pictures of honeycomb, a queen cell is not your normal hexagon. A queen cell will be long and kind of oval-shaped. They make it bigger so that yeah. uh, queens the queen are will grow. Uh, the queen will only eat the royal jelly her entire life. Other The worker bees get royal jelly for a couple of days and then just regular pollen called bee cake <laughs> anyway or bee bread not bee cake whatever cake bread cake. It's, a mi- it's a mixture <laughs> it's a mixture of honey and pollen good enough for the bees anyway um i should call it cake i'm calling it cake calling now. it cake for now <laughs> so so the the queen when when the queen hatches she's unable to lay eggs she's unmated um so she has to go and basically get bee sperm um, that's where the male bee comes in. So we, the, the exact science of it isn't fully understood. I'd maybe by somebody, but not by me. Um, <laughs> so for, for whatever reason, all the male bees in a given area, and let's just say one, it's a square mile. It's more than that, but just for sake of this talk. Uh, so all, all the male bees in a square mile will congregate in one area and they will always be either in the hive or in that area. One of the, you know, or, or in or around the hive and in or around that area. That's all they do. They just hang out. And the queen has to go to that area to get mated. Usually she follows her own drone bees there with an escort. <laughs> Uh, Cause so, dragonflies will eat queens. Cause dragonflies will eat queens. <laughs> um, they, anyway, yeah. <laughs> dragonflies went from being cool to, I want to kill everyone I see because they're trying to eat my queens. Anyway, so she goes and gets mated. Uh, they, depending on what book you read, 
the average is 14 to 20. She she mates with 14 to 20 males. Ideal would be 20 to 30 males because when she gets back to her hive and starts producing fertilized eggs, one, she gets to the point where she can't fly all too well anymore. Because she's fat. Because she's fat. <laughs> and two, that is all the sperm that she gets on those mating flights is all the sperm she will have for her entire life. So she she needs to try to collect as much of it as she can. Because once she's back and once she's laying eggs and doing her job as a queen, she doesn't get any more. And she lives two uh, years? Yeah, two, three some I've heard I've read some being five, but most most beekeepers that are looking to do they replace their queen every every year and a half. As long as she's doing her job. Yeah. I don't you know, see any. Anyway. So that's how a, a queen that's what the different roles of the the, the bees. The queen and the and then, There's also a theory, I don't remember where I read or saw this or a YouTube video or something, this woman thought um, maybe there was research that the, the drones actually go and they sing to the baby bees. I, I, I remember they, seeing that like, somewhere. sing lullabies and pass on. Pass the, on like the. The bee. The bee lineage. Yeah. Or the. The, the, the legends. history, yeah. <laughs> bee, bee legends. The folklore of the bees. Yeah. So maybe the drones aren't completely lazy. <laughs> well, I mean, they rely. They do on, get kicked out in the winter. They do. They get so out of their own so house. in the in the winter, as I said, all the worker bees in the hive are female. So in the winter, they will kick all the male bees out because there's they they they, they have baby mouths to feed. Well, they have baby <laughs> mouths to feed, and they have a queen mouth to feed. True. Too so in the winter, the the hive does what's called form a cluster and they will literally form a ball around the queen and keep her warm um because the 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 worker bees are irrelevant to the hive the worker bees are going to die in 6 to 8 weeks in the winter they live a little they they could live 10 weeks um yeah, and to give you an idea of how warm those little bees can get, there was um a story. I don't remember what country this was in. It was this... in China. It was a giant hornet. Was it a giant hornet? Yeah. Oh well, they like surrounded the the hornet. I don't think they stung it or anything. They just no, they cooked it. Yeah. They yeah. Just, they they buzzed their little wings so fast that they fried a a yep. giant hornet. Yep. So, anyways, that was really cool. But yeah. So they the, can survive winter. <laughs> they, they can. That's how they survive winter. They basically form a clump, and all it takes to get the hive restarted is that queen to survive with enough bees to do some work until bees hatch. And once, because the when the queen gets laying, she can lay at her peak fifteen hundred to two thousand eggs a day. So a day. A day. Holy moly. Um. So you can, and the eggs take about three weeks for uh, females and four weeks for males. So once, you know, once she gets laying, bee population goes up pretty quick, especially if like our hives where she's already got empty frames to lay in, Mm -hmm. like she'll just go start laying and go to town. So 
in a matter, you know, here in the next month or so, our bee population is going to skyrocket. And then once, once the bee population skyrockets and they don't have to draw honeycomb out because they've already got it, then the only thing they have left to do is get honey and take care of babies. And they're cute. You can hear the babies like crying. Yeah. Yeah. They, they squeal like they whine and squeal like babies. It's kind of amusing. I mean, really, it's like the buzzing sound that you hear from a regular bee, but it's really high pitched. It's adorable. different. It's definitely it. Just sounds like I'll have a baby. Let's see bee. if I can catch it one time. Yeah, on video. but it, no, it it definitely sounds like a baby bee. Like that would be the only thing I could think of to describe that sound. Yeah, I don't know of anything bee. else that sounds baby like it. Please. All right, so. uh, you want to see if we got any? I think we've answered. Yeah, let's. Um, so one of the other things that I wanted to talk about too was, uh, the mosquito control. Cause I know that's a big issue. We live in Georgia, um, and there are swamps and it is necessary to control the mosquito population. Um, so we do understand cause you know, we don't want to spread diseases and everything. Um, but the mosquito control isn't always consistent with their, um, alert systems and their spraying and, you know, obviously the mosquito spray can kill bees, and in the case of some of our local beekeepers, kill all of their colonies, uh, which is very upsetting. Well, they didn't, they didn't kill all the colonies. Are you talking about out in Tybee? Yeah. They didn't, they didn't kill the colony, but I that— mean, they, like, devastated I was, them. I was going to say, that, that's a, an example of, of people that uh, they sell their honey, and they rely on that income. Right. Um, and so what happened is that the helicopters, uh, did you t- say that it was a helicopter? Yeah, it's a helicopter. Okay, so the, the, helicopters. the helicopters, they came and sprayed and they, they hadn't sent out. So we were subscribed to uh, Chatham County has, uh, Chatham County Mosquito Control has a subscription service you can sign up for and they'll send you a text message and call you uh, when they're going to come spray. Um, and they'll let you know, usually they give us 24 hours. The problem is, is that if they give you 24 hours notice and then at at the that next day it rains, then they don't typically call again and they could come the following day. Now, for us, it hasn't been a huge deal because usually they're coming in at dusk. So most of the bees are in the hive anyway. Um, but out in Tybee Island, we had there was an incident where they had, they came in like the middle of the day and these people lost probably a third of their hives which isn't going to destroy the hive per se, but it completely ruins any chance they have of getting a good honey harvest because now they have to replenish that population that died. And instead of, because all, all the bees that died were gatherers, you know, because everything, everyone else is inside the hive. So instead, of, they have to wait for, one, gatherers to to grow old enough to be gatherers and do their orientation which we do their orientation flight <laughs> and there's no beads to do their bee dance we didn't talk about you want to talk about the bee dance yeah let's talk about the orientation first because that'll lead into the bee dance okay so orientation um so like when a bee is born it isn't automatically like a gathering bee like it goes through stages of like serving the hive <laughs> it goes to a nurse bee and then basically graduates to yeah it, they they don't start out as gatherers because gatherers die a lot. Oh, that makes sense. 
But anyway, so when they, um, I don't know if they like all just decide one day, hey, we're all going to be gatherers today. Are they just all born on the same day? I like, think I it has, it, it, it probably correlates <laughs> with when, when brood hatches. Yeah. You can explain that part. So, basically, as bees age, they do different things. When, they, when they're hatched, they're obviously babies. They don't do anything. Uh, <laughs> they get fed. They get taken care of. When they get older, they become nurse bees. Basically, the nurse bees take care of all the baby bees. From, and, and the queen. Right? And, and the queen, yeah. Um, and they, they, the queen will lay an egg. And the nurse bees will be the ones that feed that egg, uh, cover it in royal jelly. Once it's gestated to a certain point, it's larva. They they'll cover the uh, the cell and cap the cell. Uh, then they'll help the babies get out of the cell once they chew through. Once they're old enough and they they're chewing their way out. And then after the nurse after their nurse bees, they become guard bees because at this point they're fully mature. Um, and actually, you can see the difference between a baby bee. A baby bee will be fuzzy and baby-looking, and an, an adult mature bee will have more of a shine and less hair. More stoic. More stoic. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, they try to get, you know, if if you look at it like a, in a logical sense, they try to get as much time out of the bee before that bee becomes like a combat person. <laughs> <laughs> because as a guard bee... You're, you know, they'll put them up and they're the first line of defense against, you know, anything yeah. coming in. Our adoptive bees are like that. They're always guarding. They're yeah. always looking at me like, so what are you looking at? after they reach a certain age, then they become uh, foragers and they'll go out and get pollen and nectar and, yeah. And anyways, when they come out of the hive, they fly in a big circle right. like a tornado and they're like... Well, they they fly. They yeah, they orient themselves to their hive because the bees, when they when they come out, they'll fly. They will take the same path to their hive every time. So they'll come out. If you watch our bees, they come out. They go up about six feet to eight feet, and then they go out. And they, that's how they all have come We kind of designed it that way right. because we we have a bee yard, which is actually, it used to be my garden. All I have are onions. If you need onions, let me know. I have lots of them. Um, but anyway, so we have our hives in the garden, which is fenced in. Um, and we kind of have them pointed at the fence, sort of. Well, I guess the one's pointed right at the gate. Um, but they can't just fly straight in and out at, you know, ground level. So they have to go up. Um, and we did that because, you know, if we have the kids in the backyard or the dogs in the backyard, we don't want them to be in the path of the bees coming home. So, yeah. So they, uh, they basically, they, they teach themselves where their hive is, is basically what the orientation flights are. And then once they know that, they'll venture further and further away looking for a source of nectar. Up to five miles, right? Up to five miles. Mm-hmm. There's so, lots of them. if they find said source of nectar, they come back to the hive and they do their bee dance, which is they they try to tell all the other foraging bees, "Hey, I found this cool thing. All of you come with me." 
And that's why sometimes if you end up, if you spill like pops, if you like your kid leaves a popsicle out on the outside and it melts and you get one bee and then you'll come back later and there'll be like 10 bees. <laughs> it's because that bee went, found a popsicle, went back to the hive and was like, hey guys, come check this out. And then there will be little red paths all over your hive. <laughs> yep. And red, red pollen and red nectar and red honey. <laughs> that was from the zombie juice. From the kids' zombie candy mixture stuff. So, with that, I think that's everything. I mean, there's so much more. I mean, that's not even scratching the surface. But I think that's, yeah, that's that's Um, a good 40 minutes of talking about bees. (laughs) Right. Um, And, you know, those of you that are curious. um, So, first of all, I know for a fact that I'm not allergic to bees. If you've never been stung by a bee, please go get tested before you get bees. They'll just do a little allergy test and tell you yes or no, um, because that can be dangerous, Uh, one. Uh, Two, we do have, you know, the three kids, like I mentioned, um, but all of them are interested and respectful. Uh, We have our little pink bee jacket for Evie when she gets a little bit older. Um, but generally, I mean, well, she was good until she got stung. Right. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, no, thanks. (laughs) Um, and if you do get into beekeeping, you will get stung period. Yeah. It's going to happen. Even, you know, I, I played with the bees. They just climbed all over my hands and they loved me. It was fantastic. Um, and then one day I'm walking away from the hive and I unzip my hood and this bee didn't like the way I looked and it tried to bop me in the head to shoo me away and it got stuck in my hair and we both yeah. freaked out and it stung me in the cheek which was terrifying so yeah. don't take off your hood near the hive and don't freak out i was telling her not to take off her hood as she took off her hood yeah well i didn't know well, it was gonna happen anyway yeah, so. but you will get stung it will happen oh and that's another speaking of bopping that's another thing if you if you ever approach a uh bee if you're ever walking and a bee flies the bees will warn you like they don't just come at you stinger first if you get stung by a bee you did something you, you know the the bees are they're protecting the queen yeah i don't at know the end of the day well they're protecting their hive yeah period. but the the bees i don't know that they're necessarily aware but the the bees look at their stingers as a life or death scenario so if you are getting stung by a bee that bee has deemed that whatever you just did is worth it losing its life over. Yeah. <laughs> so you weren't just standing there. Yeah. Um, but the bees will warn you. They will headbutt you. They'll fly right into your forehead. And as long as you just walk away, that's the end of it. <laughs> like, they'll be like, okay, he's gone. Or she's gone or whoever. And that's... That's an important, that's a lot of people get stung by bees because when that bee comes and flies at your forehead, you swat, you swat it. at it. <laughs> and once you get stung, the bees release a pheromone. Or if you smush them. Right. Or if you smush them. But spe- specifically when you get stung, the bees release a pheromone that's pinpointed in that spot and wherever you got stung. So if you get stung in the forehead, Every other bee in the area is going to try to sting you in the same spot as the first bee did, which is unfortunate. why you hear about people getting attacked by hundreds and hundreds of bees is because they got stung 
And once you get stung, the bees are no longer nice. So the point I was trying to make really was you have to respect the fact that they're insects. They're wild insects. They, in their, their purpose is to build a hive, fill that hive with more bees, and then once it's full of more bees, fill that hive with honey. And that's all they do. And you poll- well, and they pollinate flowers, but they, that's, that's kind not of their purpose. That's an accidental byproduct of them trying to make honey um, and get pollen. So they, you know, the, the bees, like I said before, the bees don't care about you. As long as you're not trying to steal their stuff, they don't care about you. So if you see a bee, just leave it alone. That bee didn't do anything to you. You see a yellow jacket, kill it, because yellow jackets are stupid. <laughs> do they really have any purpose? <laughs> no. Sting you. But anyone with an interest in beekeeping, I would strongly encourage you to, to research it and make sure that it's right for you, because it is a lot of work. Like anyone that who who's ever kept bees would be more than willing to tell you that it's not it's not easy it's not hard but you have you have to put the time and effort in or the bees will go away they'll go away uh so i think that's uh that wraps up our that about wraps up the bee i hope that answered everyone's questions again um if anyone has questions that i missed I will either, we'll do a part two or I will add something to the end of this. So, all right. All right. So if you want to get in contact with us, how do we do that? At Jess H919. Jess H919. On Instagram. And I have an Instagram too that I don't even know what it is. At the Beard King. Yeah. At the Beard King, B E E R D King. And that's a totally different topic. That's there. a different topic. I make beer. It's not misspelled. It's misspelled. Well, it is, but it's, it's intentionally mis- it's misspelled on purpose. Yeah. Pun intended. Yeah. On Instagram, I don't post on Instagram, so follow Jess. <laughs> um, maybe I'll post now if we're doing this with any sort of regularity. But yeah. So let it, us know if you have any ideas for future topics. Uh, let us know if you liked this. Um, I'm not sure what our hosting situation is. I don't know if you can subscribe, but if you can, then do it because I said so. Yeah. I think that's all. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Good night, everyone.